10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah. Uh. From Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland Been winning all the games in my division Tell your missus not to miss us, she tripping No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted No disrespect to the spirit, to the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end Shout out to my dog Venom, no spider Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it Leave your red like the bright lights on exits Almighty gang, huh, 12 letters My tape for yours, wonder who's sells better young college kid but i never got a letter one man's trash is another man's treasure bless up then boss up but if you walk up i got something that'll off you yeah all i ever hear is bag legend when you gonna stop doing this when you gonna start doing that when you gonna come see me when you gonna come see her look y'all need to understand something everything i do is real Everything I touch is rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girls, period. But on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a Tanzanite. Still thick, cut two C's, wash your pants twice. Put them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. For U.S. entertains And anything that I really want I will obtain You will make a boy So we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli So I rock My words will take you to another world Lots of chalk Cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip, do I walk? Must be cause I got it in my sock Nah, I'm playing <laughs> Yo, what's going on everybody? Boy, Earth Mac The Mad Scientist and it's your boy Thanos Rick. What's up, everybody? Man, yo, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. What's going on with you, Thanos Rick, man? What is happening, fam? Nothing much, man. Just, you know, on a sunny day, you know. How's the weather down there? The weather's pretty immaculate, man. I, I, I give it I give it that. Um, well, hold on. I want to say immaculate because it, it rained yesterday, but I got back home. Right, I checked the mail, and you know I got some stuff for T Public. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm gonna be posting that on uh, on Instagram as well as on in the Geek Corner. And speaking of the Geek Corner, uh, people have been asking, "Hey, when is movie night? When when is that happening?" Um, I will be posting uh, the date for Who Framed Roger Rabbit for that Wednesday, and it will be next Wednesday. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm gonna just post it to the Geek Corner. Um, for you guys to actually go see you know what i'm saying so who framed roger rabbit is next wednesday and then the following wednesday uh it's going to be our, our second movie which is back to the future part three so got that going on man and tonight uh i will be doing a late night stream right i'm going to be streaming on close to around about 11 p.m and we're going to play a game that was on the super nintendo called the fireman and it's actually really really cool game honestly i'm surprised i never it was one of those games that flew under the radar and um i just put some eyes on it for you guys to check it out because it's actually a really really fun game really fun game to play so i cannot wait to actually play this game and uh and it's going again it's going to be a late night stream like 11 p.m eastern time because 
I have another function to attend. I will be going to see the wrestlers from Palmetto Championship Wrestling today because they're training today. And I'm going to be there the entire training session, man. You know, taking pictures and everything else, man. Talking to Ethan and uh, as well as the other performers for PCW, man. I cannot wait to go. I cannot wait. So, um, good stuff. Good stuff. And BC says he just downloaded a split gate. Gonna need you to teach me here soon. Hey, no problem, man. Split gate is actually a pretty good game. Um, the, the thing about it is they give you a tutorial before they even throw you into matches and you have to rank to like level 10 to unlock like the rank matches and all the other multiplayer modes that they have. So, but but Rick, man, it's been a spectacular past few days, man. It's, it's especially in the comic book world and the wrestling world and the gaming world, man. It's been some, been some cool stuff, man. I know you've been looking. Of course, we've been looking because we are in Phoenix Media, man. That's what we do. We handle the media side of things. So, what are you most excited about? Like in the, since the past few days, dropped some gems for you. Mm. Well, before we get into all that, just to let you know and all the listeners, I will I will be at the Baltimore Comic Con on October. I believe it's the twenty third. Shut the front door. Okay. Let me let me. Yes, I'll be there on the twenty third at the Baltimore Comic Con. So if any of you guys will be up this way, hopefully I will see you all there and we can have a good old time. So Baltimore Comic Con is that that's a whole weekend or that's just that's a day event or. Well, it's it's a whole weekend, but I'm I'm going on Saturday, so. Okay. So I will be in attendance with the Baltimore Comic Con on the 23rd of October. So. Okay. Okay. Man, all right. Thanos Rick is on assignment out here at Baltimore Comic Con, man. I uh, yeah, man. I can't wait to see the pictures that you're gonna take, man. Oh, you know me. I love taking pictures, man. But um, you know, like and oh um, are you are you gonna? Look at the uh, DC Fandome. Uh, okay, that, that depends on the date. What, what, what date is that? I believe that's on the 16th. Of October? Of October, yes. And well, I believe- yeah, I, I know I won't be able to attend that because... Um... Well, it's, it's all virtual. It's all virtual. Oh, really? Okay. okay. I think it's, it's, it's going to be four hours in length. On the 16th. I, the, the- oh, oh, DC Fandome. Okay, yeah, DC okay. Fandom. I, I had to... I had to pick up on it because he was like DC. I'm thinking of Washington DC, but nah, nah. Okay, DC Comics fandom. Yeah, more than likely, yes. I, I'll be able to check that virtual event out. You know, I'm I'm gonna be out of town, but I'll be able to check catch it since it is virtual. Right, and I think that's only a four hour event. Um, so, but I, the the time escapes me. I want to say it's at eight or nine, but I I have to check it. I got to check it. Now, the only reason why I bring that up is because I've been watching a whole lot of DC lately. Right. So. So, so you told me, man. So if you told me, you, you know, your text message that you hop back on tights, which I got to catch up. And you, was I, there a season finale of Stargirl? There was a season finale of Stargirl. Actually, no, no, no. I'm on season two. Okay. And they, they just aired episode six on Tuesday. So okay. I'm all caught up with Stargirl. I did finish Titans. Um, so Titans had a season finale. Yes. yes. Okay. So, and I believe at the DC Fandom, there there may be some news on Titan season four. Not entirely sure what they're gonna, 
I mean, we could speculate, but I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. But I did finish Titans. Um, tried to get into some Doom Patrol, but that's taken me a, a while to kind of wrap my head around. Uh, Fully understandable. I did watch some DC animations. I still stand by what I say. The animations are fantastic from DC. It never fails. It never fucking fails. Saw some Supergirl. Saw some some Flash. You know, I was watching some Lucifer too, which is a DC property. For those who don't know, I know it's kind of. You know, it's separate, but it's still a part of that multiverse in DC. So Lucifer, right. which is on Netflix, is DC, and it's you know, you know, I was catching, I was watching that too as well. So yeah, he actually had uh, in the show, he actually had some run-ins with Constantine, like in the comics. Yeah, he did, and um, when the CW did their crisis event, Lucifer did make an appearance because they had to go see him. You know, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, just watch you know some DC and. You know, trying to trying to get my spirits back up for that. It's been hard. Hey, it's been really hard to get my spirits up for DC. But I, you know, <laughs> you've been trying, man. Look, you get an A for effort. I, I I give it. I give it to you. You got to give it to Thanos, Rick, man. You know, you get an A for effort on that on that little situation because I mean, BC says he's trying to catch up on Smallville. Smallville was never my cup of tea, like at all. Like I'm I'm very much pro Lois and Clark. Like I cannot wait. To which one? Uh, Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, Terry Hatcher. Okay, Dean, not, okay, Dean Kane, not, yeah. Not the not the new one. Now oh. Superman and Lois. Me and Queen actually watched that, and we really got into it, honestly. Um, but Smallville was something I never could really quite wrap my head around or, or get to. But Lois and Clara is my shit. Like, if anything got something to do with Superman, I think Lois and Clara is probably like my favorite series. Superman okay. and Lois, um, especially how good it is, I can, I can get into that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really a uber Superman fan. You know, I'm pro Batman at the end of the day. But still, yeah, when it comes to certain shows, Lois and Clark is that, and I cannot wait to write about it. It won't be in October, but I want to finish like the entire series. So, um. I know me and Queen finished Manifest Season 3. Now, I will say uh, Manifest Season 4 is set for spring 2022, and it will be the final season. Right. So it's gonna, I heard it's going to be like 20 episodes, and they're trying to pack all that into 20 episodes so it can be done. Um, but me and Queen, next project is Lois and Clark, because we finished Gotham Season 1. We finished Season 3 of Manifest. And now we on Lois and Clark, and that's like one of her favorite shows from back in the day. And I, and man, love us so for that. So I know we're gonna thoroughly enjoy it. Thoroughly enjoy it. Um, now BC's asked where we're gonna watch it. It's actually on HBO Max. HBO Max has Lois and Clark finally because remember Thanos Rick, It was on DC Universe app when there was a DC Universe app. Well, and- I, I I think I mean is that app still active? No. Um, as far as comments goes, yes. But I, I, I would assume yes. But um, BC's to to what you were asking in the live chat is that um, before Lois and Clark was not on HBO Max. So this had to be something recent. They just added it. They, they had to just add it because I would have ran across it at some point. Well, I mean, I, I think HBO, I mean, Warner Brothers, they own, you know, all of DC. So it's like, 
I'm not entirely sure how the DC app was faring amongst the other streaming services, but I guess I, I guess HBO said, "Well, fuck it, we'll just bring you guys over to HBO Max, and we all can you you all can get everything in one dose." That's that's what I'm assuming happened. Yeah, you know, that, that that DC app didn't do the numbers that you know Warner Brothers wanted, so they said, "Well, fuck it, we'll just add you guys to HBO Max, and then you know we'll see what it does there." But you know, you have your your Lois and Clark on it i don't think they have well they, they may have the superman and Lois. i don't know I, I didn't see it not yet because i mean that's still relatively new and yeah what you're saying absolutely correct i think what killed dc um and i'm looking at the live chat now manifest um is way better than i thought yeah it really was it really was honestly um especially the ending of season three i'm like oh shit and something cal knows that nobody else knows but i digress but yeah D- dc universe uh, where they made their mistakes it's like one minute I'm just using it for example because I've seen this Batman 89 is on there then the next minute it's no longer there and, right. and then a, maybe a month or so later it's back up here again like I, I don't know they had enough bandwidth or they had enough room to put all the DC properties on that app I'm thinking that's where they ran in at and that's why they had to eliminate stuff and put stuff in place of it and then eventually put it back again I think that would really kill that app. Okay. That would really kill that streaming service. Is that they, they, I don't think they had enough room to put all their properties on there. Okay. So it's, I mean, HBO Max is the bigger platform. And I mean, DC made the right decision in, in going with HBO Max. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I love HBO Max. So having DC stuff on there is great. So yeah. I, I'm not really mad at it at all. Um, nah. Nah. By any stretch of imagination, man. And yes, I will be watching Stargirl um, eventually. I know, but Lois and Clark, man. I, I'm like jonesing. Like, my hands are itching because I'm ready to watch this thing. And um, I, I'm hoping me and Queen are able to actually at least watch the first episode of Lois and Clark. At least. You know what I'm saying? But I don't I don't know because time we on time constraints. But, I mean, if we don't watch it today, we're definitely going to be watching it together tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, taking another trip. So, for the weekend. So, we're definitely going to be checking that stuff out. You know, the, the one thing I, I want to say about Stargirl, it's better than what I was that I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, for me, and you, you may pick up on it too, and to all the listeners who hasn't seen Stargirl yet, it, it, it's not as bad as... I would say, for me, the villains really steal the show. I like I like the villains on Stargirl. Gotcha. Um, the storyline it's 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 actually I mean it's it's something that that kind of captivates you because you want to know what happens next. You know it it it, it kind of pulls you in. You know because right. I mean it's it's I think with DC you're starting to notice with some of the properties they're using teenagers younger people. You know, as their as their heroes. Matter of fact, um, CW they have a new DC property coming out called Naomi. Um, she's a uh, African American teenager. Um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember her story. I think the name sounds very familiar. Naomi, because she was created back in 2019. She's a she's a character from another multiverse, but something had happened to where she had to go to another Earth. And that's where she runs into, you know, Young Justice and 
Superman and Blase Blase. I, the, the, Naomi. What, where, where did I see that name? Did we see that at Denver Comic Con? Uh, did, did somebody had, somebody I, had that comic? I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I got to look back at my notes. I look at my bookshelf because I, I think, we, you know, we, it was a lot of independent comic creators there at Denver. So right, right. I want to say I saw Naomi's name. I, I had seen it a couple of times. We probably did meet the, the, the guys who created it, but I mean, yeah. it, it is a newer property. And I think that that show's premiering on the CW next year. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of her, her background. Something had something had happened, happened on her earth. There was a there was an event, and somehow certain people it was like thirty people who who had got superpowers. Yeah, but it was like two factions of these superpowered beings were fighting each other, and I guess one faction had killed Naomi's parents after they had sent Naomi off to a new Earth. It was it was it was something along those lines, but that is the newest property coming to CW from DC. Word, so, word, word. You know, and it's, it's, it's a lot of a lot of good DC stuff coming out. But again, you know, I think they're focusing more on the teenager aspect of it, which I'm not really so much into. But mm-hmm. you know, I can tolerate it. I mean, whatever. And you know, when you see Star Girl, you know, you definitely see that teenager, young person factor. You know, because the the you see the growth, the progression. You see the teenager struggle t- with their. I don't want to give it away, but you know, you you see it. You know, but I mean, it's it's not a bad show. It's not a bad show. Yeah. So. And uh, before we get into the main articles of main news, I'm gonna let you guys know. Uh, like with the magazine coming out, we are working on some things, and I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure by the end of the month or like the first of the month, you're gonna hear about these uh said changes to like the magazine it still will be monthly though it still will be monthly uh the format may be a little bit different you know I, one of the biggest things most positive things that i heard about the orange phoenix magazine is the puzzles like a lot of people like love the puzzles like the word find the sudoku puzzles shout out to Brittany, our editor um if you really notice in september's edition of orange phoenix magazine there's two sudoku puzzles and it, the difficulty is different uh, I think there's one easy and one like medium or intermediate or hard. And then there's a word find. So I think a lot of people really, really love like the Sudoku stuff. They love the word finds. I mean, especially the articles itself, because um, one thing I have noticed that we will be start that we will start doing is put more comic book related content in the magazine as well. Like far as reviews, certain storylines or whatever the case may be. And also some retro anime as well. Um, if you go on Funimation, if you have the Funimation app, they added a good bunch of content and some stuff from the nineties, like the nineties animation style. So you might want to go to Funimation app or um, Crunchyroll too. They have that too, but I think Funimation has like dubbed and, and subbed as well. So if you want to go to, um some dub stuff then yeah go ahead and do that just to let you guys know there there will be a little bit of change with the magazine but going forward um as far as access to it and how to get it and whatever the case may be but working diligently cannot wait but Thanos Ray yes let's talk about some Marvel here now Venom let there be carnage now it says director Andy Serkis says his film pushes its PG-13 rating to its very limit. 
through best known as an actor behind groundbreaking motion pit capture performances in Lord of the Rings and Planet of the Apes. This sequel to 2018's Venom is Circus' third feature, taking over the franchise of direct duties from Ruben uh, Flesher. Now, as you know, it's supposed to come out October 1st. So basically in a few short weeks, and I cannot wait to go watch that joint. So now it says the original Venom introduced Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, an investigative journalist who becomes host to a titular symbiote and officially kicked off Sony's Spider-Man universe. Though Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man and other adjacent characters, it struck a deal to loan the friendly neighborhood hero out to the MCU with their 2019 renegotiation stipulating that he be shared between the two universes. Now, Spider-Man universe films currently in development then are primarily villain-centric. There Will Be Carnage is the second entry with Morbius and Kraven the Hunter coming in 2022 and 2023, respectively. <laughs> the studio is thus counting on circus move, movie to deliver with audiences that still need convincing there's room for another cinematic universe in this here film industry. Now, according to IGN's interview with Circus, striking the right balance of violence and broad appeal was key. He said securing PG-13 rating was necessary to reach the viewers they wanted, and that comes with certain rules about what can be shown on screen, but within those guidelines, Circus thinks his movie accomplished quite a lot. Now, according to Circus, you could go down an R-rated adult version of this. Of course you could. You could have done that with the last film, but we wanted to reach a big audience with this, and there are several rules you have to abide by. However, having said that, I think we have pushed to the very limits with danger and darkness and the threat and the menace of carnage. Just because you don't see much gore, perhaps there's not there's not so much blood or seeing heads being bitten off. You can still suggest that the suggestion leaving it to be the audience's imagination can be just as powerful. I think that's just what we managed to do. Now, it's certainly not shying away from the darkness and the real heart of carnage as a character isn't compromised at all. What do you think? With this movie not being rated R, is is this is this is this justice? You know what I'm saying? Like, are they really doing the properties justice with this not being rated R? Knowing knowing what we know about Carnage and his history. Um I mean so- I mean it'll work. It'll work. You know what I'm saying? But you know, and you know what? It, it probably doesn't even matter. Probably, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't even matter. But you know, will it? Is it? Is it? Is it watered down because it's not rated R? You know what I'm saying? Like, can we? You know, how faithful can this movie be to the to the properties, knowing what we know about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, does, yeah. does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. I mean, okay, look at the Expendables. The Expendables one and two was what it's supposed to be. Like bloody, gory, people getting shot at, impossible, you know, bullet play or whatever the case may be. Don't run out of don't run out of bullets. You got unlimited rounds, stuff like that, right? PG thirteen, Expendables three wanted to do the same thing that Andy Serkis is talking about, reaching a bigger audience. You know, the appeal. And Expendables 3 was not as good as 2 and 1 because of what we used to. So I think with Sony, because this is not the MCU technically, um, 
I think they had free reign to make this thing rated R, and they just didn't pull the trigger. Like, watching Venom the first time around, it took a minute for me to actually get into it because it was a, little, it was a slow start. It was a slow right. start. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Um, PG-13, I felt like they could do a whole lot more with rated R because... You know, it's Venom. And then you're going to add Carnage in the mix. We talked about this before, Thanos. Right? Like, we, we said Carnage is a serial killer. He killed more folks. You know? And you got someone with a sim- with the red symbiote that makes sharp blades, daggers, or whatever the case may be to hack and slash people. I don't know. You, you might have missed the boat. I mean, I don't know, man. Imagine, uh, Dead- imagine Deadpool, PG-13. Imagine that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, like, listen, if you made this PG 13, I am off the film, fam. Like, you better find another Wade Wilson. And I mean, then you already know, you know, if if Ryan refuses to do this as a PG 13, you put another Deadpool, either A, they're going to kill Deadpool franchise altogether because it really it can make sense to just do away with it, or B, you want to get somebody new and fans are going to shit on it completely. I mean, like I said, it'll work. It'll work. You know, I, we're all going to see it. Um, you oh, know, yeah, for sure. I just, I just, you got to be real careful with these properties, you know, because, you know, the casual viewers may not understand or, you know, see it. But, you know, real fans, not real, I, I don't want to say real fans, but fans of these properties know, like they, they see through it. You know, I mean, we'll go and support it, but trust me, you will hear about it. <laughs> in the comments or you know hate mail or instagram facebook whatever whatever you know so it's gotta be careful with, th- with this kind of stuff you know but i i think it'll be a good movie um what's my man woody harrelson yes at first i didn't see it him playing the role but now watching watching the trailers the latest trailer i'm, I'm like okay okay i get it <laughs> i get it you know mm-hmm. um dope actor dope actor um It'll be good. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. Yeah, to see yeah. It. I feel the same way, man. I, I think if, but because there's limitations to PG thirteen. If they're saying they're pushing it right at the edge of PG thirteen and teetering on the rated R scale, then I think they're going to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. But what is that? Because mean? after the second watch of Venom, the first one, I actually, you know, I never, I never hated it, but I liked what, it better the second time I watched it. But what does that mean? Push the push the edges of the like. What does that mean? Okay, so what I know about PG-13 movies is that if you really, really notice, they only can say fuck one time. Once they And, and they pick and they pick a certain part in the scene where that F-bomb is warranted. Okay. You know, like, uh, even with Fast and Furious movies, you know those are PG-13, but, you know, with Hobbs, when he first introduced it, like, stay the fuck away from me. That was a warranted line for him, and that was it. But when you really, really push the envelope, I think they're really teetering on the violence scale. Like where yeah. you're going to see some blood, but it's not going to be like blood splatter, intestines out, and all that good stuff. It's not going to be that. But it's going to be thematic violence, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh. When's it come out again? What's the, what's the... Out October 1st, man. October 1st in a few weeks. It's around the corner. Okay, and um, are now out? are are they are tickets ready for purchase or we have to wait? I'm I'm pretty sure it is. 
And please, here's what I want with Venom, because there's certain imagery of Venom that I want. And and we've seen, and that's the big white spider on his back and the front. That's not coming. I Whoa. feel like it should. Uh, I can't say that. I can't say that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I feel <laughs> like it should. Like him able to shoot weapon, I, I feel like that, that should happen as well. I mean that's part of that's part of his character, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. More news at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> More news at eleven, man. Which now I mean speaking of, of big news, man, let's talk about Big E. What what what, what is this about, man? Let's, On mo- let's talk about Big E. So So Let's talk about the story part of this, right? The story part was Big E went on social media before Raw started and said, FYI, you know, I'm going to cash in my money in the bank. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I'm go- I just, just to let you guys know, I am cashing in today. So at that point, Big E shows up and he cashes in and he beats Bobby Lashley. He's the current WWE champion. You know what's funny about this was, like, here's the thing. Big E is so well-loved in the wrestling world, not just WWE, that both WWE and AEW rest talent has congratulated this man. And they were saying, look, Brody Lee will be so proud of you. He'd be so happy for you because Big E, from what I'm speculating, is, is pretty close to Brody. And... Some of the wrestlers that was there at AEW congratulate this man. They're like, this couldn't happen to a better person in Big E. And if you look at the plaster of comments, Roman Reigns says he sent a subtle congratulations. He says, smart choice. That's what he said. Basically, just I'm glad you went over to the other side because had you done it to me, I would have whooped your ass. That basically what Roman's saying in two words. Yeah, that basically what know, he's really saying. Roman, Roman wasn't going to break character and say, "Hey, man, congrats." <laughs> nah, nah. He like smart. No, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, smart decision. They say smart decision. Roman ain't Roman ain't breaking character. So, but no, nah. I'm I'm pretty sure deep down Roman is happy for Big E as well. You know, so I mean, of course, everyone respects Big E. I mean, a lot of the wrestlers who went over to AEW and hell, even even before then, I'm sure they all know Big E. You know, just just you know just through circles, you know, so it it's funny because E, you, you, I think you said that either the last show or the show before that, you, 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 you couldn't see Big E cashing in on Bobby Lashley now because Bobby Lashley is still a strong champion. And E, you know, I believe, I, I was with you. I was with you and I was like, nah, Big E can't cash in now. I mean, Lashley is, you know, he's, he, he's still rising. He's still growing, you know, but I guess we were wrong. Biggie, <laughs> Biggie cashed in, you know. So I guess, I guess the the next question is, well, where do we go from here? You know, because, and I've been I've been seeing stuff and reading stuff. I've listened to other podcasts. You know, not everyone is thrilled about Biggie becoming champion for right. whatever for whatever reason. Um, you know, now, e, you, you know, E. There there are some people who view Big E as below par. They don't they don't view Big E as a man of dinner. They don't How? they they don't think that Big E is is has the right image or you know he's not a, you know a champion's champion. I've seen this and I've heard this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So 
you know, and, and I think him do, doing the whole New Day angle put a bad taste in their mouth. I mean, let's face it, not everyone was really into the New Day. You know, there are people out there who think, you know, this is silly. It's buffoonery. Why are they throwing pancakes? What's, what's up with the trombone? You know, I think that that gimmick kind of rubbed people the wrong way, you know, to a point to where can we really see these guys having a singles championship run? Now, you know, granted, you know, Kofi became champion. People loved it. And then, you know, things happen and Kofi's not champion anymore. Now you got Big E, he's champion now. You know, now they're saying, well, hey, what's up with Xavier Woods? You know, is Big E going to turn heel? Like, it's a whole bunch of chatter in the area. Or, or if um, Xavier is going to turn heel because I feel like he will be – a better heel than Big E. Um, but I mean, as far as like celebration is concerned, I mean, honestly, it could not happen to a better person. Like when WWE get it right, they really, really, really gets it right. And I think what what you're saying, well, people didn't like the fact that he's champion. Now, I think they're speculating that this was a, a chess move on Raw's behalf because what started last week? Football season. So this is the first Monday night football game, which they go head-to-head with Monday night Raw. Usually that first week, week one, Monday night uh, football, beats out Raw, or they takes the numbers away from Raw. So I think with Big E putting up, um, putting up that tweet, it helped out a lot because it's like, oh, man, is he really going to cash in? Because at this point, you know, people say they're going to cash in, they normally don't. And now it makes sense why you moved Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton from Extreme Rules to Monday Night Raw. It makes total sense now. It all comes together at this point. So even with Big E becoming champion, now he's champion. Now what you're going to do? Who he's going to face? Obviously, he's going to be facing Bobby Lashley again, you know, at Extreme Rules, obviously. And then I feel like Big E would defeat Bobby Lashley you know, legitimately. Now, this is the first time in history where a black champion, well, a black challenger actually beat a black champion in WWE history. And the title changed hands. And remember what we saying, um, like when we did the wrestling segment like a, a few weeks ago, um, Vince has his guys. And one of Vince's guys is Big E. He loves Big E. Hence why he's champion now. So, well, I mean, I, I guess my my question to you is, E, and you know, it's a question that's, well, really, it's it's a it's a, I don't want to say it's a concern, but it's it's a thought. Right, let, right. Let me pose this to you: this question, thought, whatever. How yeah, long? Yeah. How long do you think Big E will remain champion? For this, uh, for at least six to eight months. Mm. Probably eight months. Mm. Eight months? You sure? Yep, uh, I said about eight months. Because, all right, you're going to have your feud with Bobby Lashley. That's going to last a couple months, right? Uh, a month or two. Um, what about Goldberg? To, eh, well, Goldberg ain't, ain't even concerned with Biggie. If you really, really, really paid attention, well, Goldberg, well, I don't think he did like an interview on Raw, but he did it on his social media. He said, listen, this ain't got nothing to do with the title. I'm coming to beat your ass. I don't want the title. I just want, I just want your ass. That's it. That Goldberg. So Goldberg ain't even worried about this whole title thing. The only person he's concerned about is Bobby. 
So I think Bobby and Goldberg is going to be a but going to be a segment in its own right once he's finished with Big E. Or Goldberg might pull the trigger next week on Monday and say, "Look, me and you in that stream rules." That kind of thing. But wouldn't it have been better if Bobby was champion with, you know, something at stake, something on the line that, you know, Bobby could lose? Not exactly because, you know, it, I mean, I mean, ba- fighting, Pan- fighting, I, I mean, fighting just to fighting, you know, eat. Well, no, I mean, I OK, OK, I'm going to touch in on that because it is a, uh, another match was actually announced. So this match between Bobby and Goldberg was for the title. Yes. But it the but it is, the focus ended up from not being on the title and more personal because now at this point you got the son involved and you hurt the son. Now this I'm really not concerned with the belt at this point. I'm just concerned with you. It's not realistic to put that title on the line, honestly. Um, especially when it comes to Goldberg. You know, you don't want him as champion, but you don't want him like to just to beat Bobby for that title neither. So take the title off his hands, have him fight Goldberg. Have a great match and be done with it. So, as far as Big E concerned, you can do a lot of things with him. You can have Xavier Woods, a Kofi turn on him, or you can, or you can have Big E turn on him and like, look, man, I did this without y'all, man. I don't, I don't need y'all. You know, you know he, stuff like that. You know, you know, you know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this about that heel turn. I mean, to be honest with you, I can live without it. I like, I like New Day together. Well, true, but, 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 but he but, was a heel before he was a face. I, I know, I know that, but to be honest. I don't think that a new day heel turn is necessary. I mean, you know, just just me, just me. And and I know in the past you you've seen groups break up, guys turn heel, blase blase. I mean, it it it's a it's a it's a overused tactic with groups. You've seen it for years and years and years and years and years. I just think with new day, I don't really know if that's really necessary for you to do. Well, like, again, the, the draft is coming I, up. Because I, I think with, with New Day specifically, I mean, E, there's, there's only a handful of groups that are beloved. You know what I'm saying? It's only yeah. a handful, maybe even fewer than that. And I think people really love New Day. So if there was a hill turn, and, you know, I've seen the comments, you know, hey, hill turn, hill, hill turn, hill, blase, blase. But I don't know how that will go well in the in the grand scheme of things i don't know if there would be a whole lot of people who will be happy to see that my personal opinion i could be wrong i just think more people would love to see the new day stick together versus someone turn heel and then they break up you know what i'm saying i think with the shield i don't the shield great group but it it's not as it's not the new day you know what i'm saying it's it's like you know with with dx People didn't like Triple H and Sean beefing. Yeah, they had great matches, but I think people really love DX together versus apart. Based based off what I've seen and what I've, you know, kind of, you know, kind of felt in the air. People really love when Sean and Hunter are together. I mean, they're best friends in real life. You know, they're, you know, like they're 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 tight. They're they're brothers. You know what I'm saying? With yeah. the new day, I think that's the same. Yeah, you could do it, E, but I think people would really prefer them to stay together versus someone turning heel because it'll be like, well, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. It may work out. I don't know. But I, but me personally, I would rather see New Day together than apart. That's just me. 
that's just me. Well, here's where things can get a little emotional here because what you explained is what will bring shock and awe to the product. Now, okay, the, from what I was reading, the original plan was for Biggie to cash in, right? But this was going to be like a result of the draft. There is a draft coming. That doesn't mean New Day going to still be together because New Day could be just drafted to SmackDown and Big E could just be by himself. And Big E had to branch out from them to be champion. That's why he was on SmackDown. Well, no, that's and, fine. That's fine. And, but and I, that's probably what's going to end up happening. Well, I mean, I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying as far as the heel turn, I think oh. people are expecting or wanting a heel turn. They want Big E to power slam Kofi or Xavier to power slam. I'm like, nah. That that might not go over well with people. It might not. Well, that's the thing. But that, that will okay. <laughs> Think about it. Who has the biggest axe to grind in the new day? E, I get you. I get you. E, and I'm it's not, Xavier. I'm Everybody not, been champion except for Xavier. Listen, Xavier I'm, has not gotten a singles push, and God knows when. I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying I don't know how the people will will gravitate toward that because people love the new day. People love the, like they, they they love the new day. Yeah. I'm saying, I, like, I get it. I get like, it. Like when Kofi won that championship and New Day was on stage, Kofi's kids were there, his wife got on stage. I mean, that was a moment. That was a moment for, you know, that was a deeper moment than I think people realize. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt about so, it. But, you know, if you want story <laughs> and you want heat, perfect heat as far as heel, you have one of them turn on one of them. And that, I, I would think the biggest person would be Xavier because Xavier got the biggest ass to grind in this situation. He really does because he's the only one that has not gotten a singles title yet. You know, it was Kofi's time. He got it. Biggie's time. He got it. Xavier's time didn't quite come yet. So it's kind of like you you can easily get it done. People might not like it because of the heat or whatever the case may be, but he'll well, but a heel don't give a damn about your feelings. Do you see Xavier Woods as a world champion? <sighs> um. Now, if you want to give him maybe a, a shot at the U.S. title or the IC title, you know what I'm saying? Then, hey, I'm with you all the way. It's from no what doubt. I've, from but what I've just, seen. As a, um, as, a, as a universal champion or world champion, I don't know if that – and I'm not, I'm not dissing Xavier. I love Xavier Woods. He's a fantastic wrestler. He really yeah. is good. But as far as a world champion, a universal champion, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm there with Xavier Woods. I don't know if I'm I think I think looking at Xavier Austin Creed, um, yes, he does have potential to be that. But what WWE is putting out as far as his character, I it can easily be said you don't see him. We can we cannot see him as a world champion, considering the role that he plays in the new day. But I, I feel like but seeing him in the ring, he has the ability, he has the might skills. He definitely got the might skills. I mean you know what? You know, between him and him and you know, Big E as far as my skills, it's a toss-up. You know what? I don't see Vince pulling that trigger. Possibly, yeah. But I Vince have done done some shit before. Yeah, but I don't see you Vince. Know what I'm saying? I don't see Vince pulling that trigger on Xavier. Not as a world champion. Not not, no. not not as a world champion. I don't see Vince doing that. You know, yeah. I mean Triple H, if he was in charge, you know, Hunter might give him a shot. But Vince, you know how picky Vince is. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, Big E. Big E is one of Vince's guys. Vince loves Big E. But then again, Big E, you know, Big E has a certain look, certain build. You know, Vince loves bigger guys. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, it it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Xavier Woods, not saying he's skinny or nothing, but you know, he's not, he's, he's, he's not big E. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I wouldn't see Vince pulling that trigger. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Hey, man, only time would tell, man. And also, um, have you checked out the NXT 2.0? You know what? I, I, I saw some clips of that. I saw some clips. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think about that? <sighs> okay. Um, I can tell Bruce Pritchett, Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon, this is their product. Yeah, I can tell from the Jump Street. I, when it first came on, there was piped in noise, you know, from the crowd. I mean, honestly, it's like a handful of people in that building. Right. And I can tell... Here's what here's what it is. Here's the thing that was glaring to me is that people like Drew McIntyre, people like um, you know, other main roster guys are like promoting NST 2.0 and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, you're really trying to get this new NST over. That's what you're really trying to do. Because you got the lighting is different, it's a little bit more brighter. You don't have the dark mat, you don't have like the darker atmosphere. And I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of the dark atmosphere. I get why they change the color and everything else. Um, so basically, honestly, this is glorified developmental now. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's glorified developmental. <laughs> this ain't the NST of old, man. <laughs> it just ain't. It, it, it's not. And Tommaso Ciampa, love him. LA Knight, love this dude. Love yeah. this dude. Mike Skills, awesome. Yeah. Destin Loomis is probably like my favorite, honestly, because he... I like his character. Right. I just, I just, re- I just really like his character. Right. Those are my top three people. I don't see Tommaso Ciampa going to the main roster. I don't see Johnny Gargano going to the main roster because of their size. But I'm pretty sure they can out wrestle most people on that main roster <laughs> for what they do. You know what I'm saying? But Tommaso Ciampa is your your new NXT champion. I got to watch another episode or two to give a fair assessment on it but from what i've seen there's some things that i did like but you threw out a whole bunch you threw out a whole bunch of new wrestlers we ain't never heard of and expected us to be investing in them right off rip yeah i did notice that as well there was a bunch of new faces yeah Um, like rick steiner's son brian breaker i think it's brian breaker is it brian Breaker? yeah like (sighs) Look, just like Rick Steiner, man. You could have just had, you know, Braun Steiner. You could have just went with the Steiner name. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really sure what the point of that was. Like, I, I don't. That wasn't necessary to rebrand NXT and re like that. I don't think that was necessary to do. Like, you, they didn't have to do that. No. Nah. I, I think what we was talking about a few weeks ago is that with NXT and the popularity that it gained, um, it's don't let sleeping dolls lie. You know, you, you, well, sometimes you got to let sleeping dolls lie. Then. Let me rephrase that. Okay, they lost the Wednesday Night Wars. I get it. I get it. They didn't put NXT out of, build, um, out of business, but this new and improved NXT, like you could just stop calling it 2.0. Just, just call it NXT. I get it. You're trying to promote it. You, you know, you got you got hip hop music as the introduction. I get all that. All this <laughs> is is glorified 
<laughs> developmental. That's what changes they were. <laughs> God dang it, man. You so hip hop saves all. You know? Hip hop saves all, man. I, look, listen. <laughs> if I had to give it something, I have to give it like a maybe. I can't give it like a thumbs up or thumbs down. I gotta give it a maybe. But what was wrong with the old product? Like that's they, my question, E. What was wrong with what we had? Nothing. They they just they just lost the Wednesday night wars and Vince couldn't just sit there and accept that. He gotta change it. Bruce Pritchard got it, you know. Bruce Pritchard, you know, does what Vince wants. I mean, it just had to change it for whatever reason. I mean, give us the 10,000, 15,000 fans that NXT has garnished. They sold out a Barclays Center. They sold this shit out. Just don't leave it. Let sleeping dogs lie because with some of this talent that is there, they flourish a whole lot better on NXT than they do on Raw or SmackDown. Easily. Well, NXT shouldn't be even considered developmental anyway. NXT should be a main roster promotion. Under right, it, it, because trip, that's Triple H's baby, and I, I mean, you can tell Triple H hand, you know, footprints, handprints, whatever you want to say, is on that NST brand, the old NST brand. Yeah, like if you're if you're gonna develop guys, you know, I don't have to see them on TV necessarily. If you're gonna develop them, develop them, and when they're ready, then you bring them on television. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, I mean, but that's me. You know, make NXT main roster. NXT has been beating SmackDown and Raw, you know, for a while now, you know, because it was it was gritty. It was more hard hitting. I mean, you know, it was some AEW level types type shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I told you, you know, a few episodes ago, Adam Cole, you know, he's been with NXT for a long time. Clearly, he wasn't going to SmackDown or Raw. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and this guy has done everything you could possibly do on NXT. So what yeah. the fuck were you guys? I mean, it just make it main roster. Stop calling it developmental. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe that can kind of help, you know, with your woes. But, you know, hey, what do I know? What do I know? I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, all I know is you have a whole bunch of guys leaving. And like you said, e, a whole bunch of new faces popping up. Don't know who the fuck they are. You know what I'm saying? So now you're counting on us to just do a reset and to believe in these new guys, you know what I'm saying? Which could be a hit or a miss. You know, yeah. so you're taking a pretty big gamble with this now. You know what I'm saying? Because what if we don't like any of the guys on NXT besides right. the ones we already know? And you know here's saying? a little bit of news from uh, NoDQ.com. Um, it says uh, Shawn Michaels appeared in front of fans after September 14th edition of WWE. E-N-S-T. Michaels was helping with helping run the show in Triple H's absence. And as going to Dave Meltzer is that Triple H probably won't be back for a while as he recovered from his heart yeah. procedure. Yeah. yeah. Now, according to Meltzer, Vince Man was not in attendance at this week NST taping, but did contribute to the show. Now, Vince did review the script of the show. He was involved in the creative of the show, but not there. And he was not the key guy and everything or everything like that. Now, whether that would be the case going forward, I doubt. Now, I think it's going to be his toy until he gets bored with it, which will probably be pretty quick. Then who knows what the TV shows will look like. Dave <laughs> <laughs> Mills, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, but oh, where's the funny. lie? Where is the lie? 
I sent. I, 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 there's no lies in that. There, there's no lies in that. It just, it just wild to me. It really is. It really is wild to me, man. But now, but yeah, we got a little bit of news here, and that is the video game news here, right? And as far as video game is concerned, there has been a delay as far as a release of a certain video game, and that is Battlefield 2042. Now, EA has announced that Battlefield 2042 will be delayed until November 19th, pushing the release date by almost a month after its original uh, October 22nd date. Now, in the press release, DICE GM Oscar Gabrielson cities, uh, I'm sorry, cites ongoing complications with the COVID-19 pandemic. To quote him, given the scale and scope of the game, we had hoped our teams would be back in our studios together as we move towards launch. Now, with the ongoing conditions not allowing that to happen safely, and with all the hard work the teams are doing from home, we feel it is important to take the extra time to deliver on the vision of Battle Battlefield 2042. Now, um, the latest game to be hit by delay in 2021, unlike some other major releases originally planned for 2021, 2042 will still launch this year and won't impact EA's financial forecast for the fiscal year of 2022. So, Battlefield 2042 will be set in the near future and will include hallmarks of the series such as a large-scale battles, huge open maps. In addition, 2042 is set during an environmental disaster, so players will contend with natural disasters like tornadoes appearing on the map as well. So we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for good old Battlefield. Hey, as long as we, I mean, we all know what Battlefield represents. And we yes. all know, we all know it's going to be fucking awesome. So, yeah. you know, you know we'll, 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 we'll wait. Just do what you got to do. Make it right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Make sure it has a proper release, proper rollout, you know, and then it's cool. It's cool. I mean, in, in, in this instance, I don't mind waiting. It, it's no, still, I don't. It, it still sucks. But again, we know what Battlefield represents. So we know, you know, this might be worth the wait. So correct. It is. I mean, usually when there's delays, I mean, they always find ways to improve what's already need to be improved without actually giving getting feedback from fans. You're like, oh, all right, I'm going to stand the delay. I get it. Like Cyberpunk 20, like, I mean, Cyberpunk is kind of like dead in the water as far as consoles are concerned. But, um, I think they had to get a deadline. They had to push it out. So I think that's what ended up happening. But hey, but now here comes the other bit of news. And according to IGN, they have a list, a 10 list of the 10 best Dragon Ball Z characters. Stop. Stop. Cut the play. Cut the music. So are we really going to do this today? Yeah, are why you, not? Are you really going to go over the, this this list? Yeah, why not, man? Why not, man? This, this is the last show of the week, man. We won't be back till Wednesday. Come on, man. Cause I, Come I, on, dog. I, I thought it was a joke. I, I thought you were kidding. It's like, no. He, I, he, ain't, he ain't doing this list. <laughs> I, hey, hey, I'm going to do the list, man. Listen, he, look. Here's the thing. But I then, saw the list. I but, saw but, the list, right? But then, and, I, but, and I sent it to you, but I didn't read the list. I didn't read ahead of the list. So this yeah, going to be did. shocking. Yeah, you did. I, I really did. You saw the list because I saw who number one was. I said, okay, uh, this is the well, reason well, why well, he chose well. this list. So <laughs> let's, let's put it out here. Let's put it out here right now. This ain't dinner geek. This ain't anything. This is IGN. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I have not looked at this list. I don't know who number one is. I really don't. I just saw, I, and IGN is legit, legitimate. So okay. I'm like, let's, let's do this. Okay, let's do man. this thing. You know okay, mad scientist. 
Okay. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so I because I want to know, I want to be shocked when I read this list. I want to be just as shocked as the audience when they listen of the 10 best Dragon Ball Z characters here. I, 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 so here's the thing. Here we go. <laughs> now, and now to, to put the premise out there, even decades after this original run, Dragon Ball Z remains one of the most popular anime series ever released. Who doesn't love watching colorful, muscular heroes battle it out with the fate of the entire world at stake? Now, even as the franchise continues to grow thanks to Dragon Ball Super and the upcoming sequel, Dragon Ball Superhero, we feel now is a great time to celebrate DBZ and its most iconic heroes and villains. Let's count down the 10 best characters from the show's long run, from Frieza to Vegeta to Goku. Now, number 10 is Bulma. Hey, man, listen. Bulma is legitimate. She's she's legendary. Now, Bulma isn't quite as central to Dragon Ball Z saga as she is original as she is to the original Dragon Ball, but she's still a character worth highlighting. The rare science dork amid a sea of muscle-bound fighters, Bulma is always happy to stay the day with the handy gadget or three. Now, where would our heroes be without the her trusty array of cap support accessories? Bulma's unlikely romance with Vegeta also proves to be one of the series' most compelling subplots. Now, she's come to a long she comes a long way since her very first team up. Will you agree with that number 10? No, but go ahead. Number nine. What? Wait a minute. You don't think Bowman should be on the list at all? No. Time out. I'm so pause this music. You don't think Bowman needs to be on the list at all? I mean, the top, a top 10 list? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Go ahead. Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How 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 you think people live where they live. Do you realize Goku's house is a capsule? No, I mean, I, I like Boma. Don't get me wrong. Boma, I mean, nothing wrong with Boma. Boma is a... I, I think Boma... Did she not create the time machine so Trunks I, can travel to, to and fro? I, I think Boma is an important character in DBZ. Right. But top 10, there are a lot of characters in, in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, I feel like Boma... I, th- I feel like Boma should be there. Think about where would they be without Boma? Would Goku, I'm sorry, would Gohan and Krillin make it to Planet Namek without Boma there? No, they wouldn't. They would have made it. They would have got lost. They don't know how to work equipment. Hell, Goku don't even know how to work equipment. They had to put an automatic GPS for this man. So you don't have to touch shit. <laughs> Literally. Okay. I, I got it. I hear you. Now, number nine, though, Android 18. Now, while the line between good and evil is usually pretty well defined in DBZ verse, there are exceptions. Android 18 is certainly one such case. Now, one of the world conquering androids, Future Trunks is sent to warn our heroes about. 18 quickly proves herself to be more than just a killing machine. Her independent streak and sarcastic sense of humor revealed a deep-seated humanity Dr. Jerome couldn't quite snuff out. By the end of the series, 18 has given up her original programming in favor of starting a family with that boy, Krillin, uh, it's a shame that the series never shows us much of how that relationship developed, but 18 nonetheless ranks among the series more intriguing and nuanced characters. What do you think about 18 being number nine? I mean, I've always liked 17 better, but I get it. I forgot who's the oldest. Is 17 the oldest? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, 17 the oldest. Gotcha. Number eight, Cell, the ultimate creation of Dr. Jarrell. Cell is the creature who has near limitless growth potential. But is most interesting about it, though, is that he is willing to wait for characters to reach their full potential. 
He could simply kill everyone with his immense power, but often he is seen stalling and waiting as he wants to battle the heroes of Earth and when they are at their true potential. Now, it's not quite great, the greatest villain in DBZ history. Cell is certainly responsible for some of the series' best moments. Who can forget the tragic death of Android 16, spurring Gohan to unleash his true power? And don't forget the dramatic final showdown when the late Goku returns to help his son finally destroy this all-powerful threat to humanity. What do you think about Cell being number eight? Yeah, Cell so, so is definitely one of, the, one of the greatest characters in DBZ. You know, his... His storyline is fascinating, you know, especially the um, the with Doctor Giroux, yeah, and just him creating these androids, and you know, here's this secret android that I didn't tell anybody about, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is cell. I mean, his, his story is fascinating, you know, transformations, you know, him the the whole cell games, and like you said, E Goku finally coming out of his shell and you know, going going Super Saiyan two. I mean, it was dope. It was dope. So, yep. And going to number seven, Krillin. Now, you really can't make a list about Dragon Ball without including Krillin, Goku's longtime friend and training partner. Now, although his power is quickly outpaced by Goku during the events of Dragon Ball Z, Krillin is always around and ready to fight, even if it often doesn't mean he gets beat up. Now, in fact, Krillin's poor fighting record has become a bit of a running joke at this point. The most memorable of his many deaths occurs at the hands of Frieza, something Krillin himself has never forgotten. Now, however, it was not entirely in vain. As his death served as a spark, the initial Super Saiyan transformation in Goku, he may never be the strongest or the most alive, but Krillin is always there for his <laughs> friends, and that's what it makes him number seven on our list. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, his, do. it's his, the strongest human on earth. His his relationship with Goku, I mean, that's his best friend. So, you know, yeah, he's not the strongest character. He he died a few times. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is this I don't know. This this list Okay, do do they mean the top 10 characters overall or just is there specifics? Um, like, like top ten characters overall. I, overall. I mean, not just not just like strength, but like their characters. Okay. Huh? Yeah. So it's not more or less power levels. It's more or less like, you know, how deep is the character? How intriguing this character is? You know, Krillin's intriguing, but we never got a backstory how him and eighteen kind of got to the point of getting married. Which I always was fascinated by that, but for whatever reason. Now, next on the list, number six is Trunks. Now, Trunks is unique among the DBZ characters that he appears in two completely different forms over the course of the series. Well, when we first met Trunks early in the Cell Saga as a battle-hardened teen warrior from the future with a dire message, Trunks makes quite the first impression, impression handling, uh, handily dispatching both Mecha Frieza and King Cole with a few lightning quick sword slashes, and he continues to gain new layers over the course of that storyline and the tie-in movie, The History of Trunks. Now, later... Fans meet the younger version of Trunks, a boy no longer burdened by growing up in a hellish world of evil androids, along with his BFF Goten. Now, Trunks is the source of endless comedic relief during the Boo Saga, which whichever version you prefer, he's worthy addition to the series cat. What you think about Trunks? I mean, number six. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yep. I'm with it. Number five, my boy Piccolo 
Piccolo did quite the 180 over the course of DBZ. It's easy to forget that he was the main villain in the final story arc in the original Dragon Ball. Piccolo slowly morphs from Goku's mortal enemy to reluctant ally to outright friend over the course of the series. Whatever differences the two warriors might once have, Piccolo is redeemed after taking a strong interest in young Gohan, helping nurture his pupils amidst hidden power. Piccolo is also notable for being the one non-Saiyan character who can keep up with the likes of Goku and Vegeta, thanks mainly to his habit of fusing with fellow Namekians like Nail and his doppelganger, Kami. Okay. What do you think about Piccolo? Okay. I mean, he has to be on this list. He has to. So. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Can't be Chao Su. Can't be that shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shots fired. You know, uh, hey, I, I, bro. What's like, your beef with Chao Su? I mean, what's, what's, what's the he's, beef? He's trash. He's trash, man. Chao Su is trash. Okay. He served no purpose, man. And then he died twice. He died in Dragon Ball, and he died in uh, strapped himself to a uh, Napa's back and blew himself up for nothing. Hey, but he wasn't no punk bitch, you know. Yeah, what nah, man? He wasn't. We never just saw him fight. Chau-Chi he just was throwing like energy beams and blowing himself up. Listen, Chaosu was the smallest or whatever, but man, he he was tough. You got to give him that. He he, he didn't back down. He didn't back down. You know what I'm saying? So you know, Tien Chaosu. Yeah, hey yeah. man. Hey man. Now, number four is Gohan. Now, Goku's older son, Gohan, could potentially be the strongest fighter in the series. Sadly, that potential never never was, ne- sorry, was never fully realized, as he would rather live his life as a pacifist, only fighting in times of true need. Even with that mentality, though, Gohan has, involved, has been involved in some of the largest and most memorable moments of the entire franchise. We are teased throughout the series that his inner potential is greater than anyone's. And we see an example of this when he becomes the first Super Saiyan 2 in order to defeat Cell. His potential is further unlocked during the Buu Saga when he gains the ability to go into ultimate form, totally separate from his Saiyan forms. Perhaps he never truly eclipses his father in terms of power, but in many ways, Gohan is the true heart and soul of DBZ. I don't know about that last line, but yeah. What you think about Gohan? Yeah. Yeah. Gohan. Gohan is is he needs to be on that list. He needs to be no on that. No doubt about it. Number three. See this, see, see, this list, this list reads to me not the 10 best, but the 10 most important. That's kind of how this list is coming off to me. The 10 most case. the 10 most important people in, in DBZ. And if that, and I, I if, that. And if, if that is the case, then you know, e, I agree with you with your Boma point. I think Boma is one of the ten most important people in DBZ. Right. But the ten best. Eh. Well, I, I mean, don't know. yours out. <laughs> I mean, number three is Frieza, one of my favorite DBZ villains. It's not my personal favorite. He may not be anywhere near the most powerful villain villain by the series end but frieza's capacity for evil is unrivaled frieza and the rest of the family ruled over a massive space empire and they clearly prefer to do so with an iron fist even before meeting goku we learned that frieza has destroyed countless worlds killed millions of people and was responsible for the destruction of the planet vegeta the home world of the saiyans now once we do meet him in the series his evil ways are further displayed as he kills and tortures the people of namek to obtain the dragon balls he kills krillin and in his last act, destroys the planet Namek in an attempt to kill Goku. 
Years after his original debut, there has still been no villain who can match Frieza's ruthless, evil ways. And for this reason, he makes it to number three on our list. What you think? So Cell wasn't ruthless? Cell wasn't? Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't as ruthless as Frieza is. You don't, you don't think so? Mm-mm. Nah, because think about it. Cell could or, really or kill Majin everybody Kuhu. when he wants to. But he literally waited for days for all the Z fighters to show up so he could fight them at his full potential. Frieza wouldn't have waited. Frieza would have just destroyed the planet and be done with it. Well, if that's the case, I can make a case for Majin Buu then. Well, Kid Buu, not that original Buu. Yeah, he because the Kid Buu had no dialogue. And I mean, uh, if we're if we're going off of that, then I can make a case for Boo, Kid Boo. Yeah. I can make that. I mean, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, don't get me wrong, Frieza, Frieza, Frieza was, you know, that that, you know, that evil and menacing. I get it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about well, that. Well, I know Boo's mannerisms is like this. He goes like straight to you. But Frieza's the type not only goes straight to you, but use something as leverage to get under your skin further. Like, Frieza was more calculating. Okay. It is more calculating than, than Boo ever was. Or, or, I mean, Cell just waits. Boo is just destroying shit for no reason. But Frieza just got a way to get inside your head. True. Then, she, then he kills you. True. That's true. It's true. But, you see, that number two is Goku. Goku is the main character of the Dragon Ball Saga. And it only makes sense he'd rank very high on the list. Time and again, Goku proves himself to be the hero. His adoptive home planet needs. He always digs deep and finds a new reservoir of strength or a new level of Super Saiyan hood. Uh, good to overcome the mightiest opponents. But the the universe has to offer. No one, not Frieza, Broly, or Boo, can truly defeat the ultimate Saiyan warrior. Um, Goku is also fundamentally a fundamentally good guy. He wants nothing more than to train hard, prove his mettle, and come home into a good meal. Maybe that makes him simpler and less complex than his arch rival Vegeta. But you have to admire Goku's consistency over the years. Now, when it comes to Broly, he didn't really beat Broly by himself. That a new Broly, the new Broly. That they had to fuse. Vegeta didn't either, to be fair. But yeah, I, part of that I, I get. But um, and number one, the Prince of All Saints, Vegeta. Now, no character. Experience <laughs> now, uh, okay. I, I see why. I see why you said that. Okay. Uh, I see. Uh, I see now. This is why you now. chose the list. E. This is why you I didn't choose it. I, I didn't see number one, but okay. Wait, it says <laughs> no character experiences are greater or better defined art over the course of Dragon Ball Z than Vegeta. When we first meet him, this prince of the Lost Saiyan Empire is a planet destroying bully come to conquer Earth. But over the course of the series, Vegeta evolves from foe to reluctant friend of the Z Fighters, and he even settles down with Bulma and starts a family. But even when he turns over a new leaf, Vegeta has a habit of putting his rivalry of Goku ahead of the planet's best interest. Now, Vegeta is a series' greatest character because he's also the most fascinating. He cursed to always be second best. No amount of high gravity training or death defying schemes will allow Vegeta to stay ahead of Goku for long. But that doesn't stop him from trying, and that's why we love him. Eh, I agree with that list. Of course you do. Nah, I read the whole thing. And it's not because of Goku and Vegeta, but I mean... Yes, it is. E. It ain't, man. It's I mean, where, 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 where was the all lie? about Vegeta with you. <laughs> but again, where was the lie? He is the most fascinating character because he was a bad guy. He was straight evil. Now you, now you married with kids, too. 
I mean, I, 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 boy I, and think, girl. I think Vegeta's growth and progression throughout the story. I mean, even even through Super to the end of Super, I think Vegeta, Vegeta, I agree with you. He is the most fascinating character because you know he's he's always angry. He doesn't like to share his feelings unless he's angry. <laughs> you know, you know, he he wants to be the best and he wants to, you know, but he does have a softer side. I mean, he loves Bulma. He loves, you know, Trunks, obviously. He has his way of showing it, but he he, he loves him. You know, I mean it I think with with all of that, all those flaws and all that strength, weaknesses, that makes Vegeta the most fascinating character out of everyone in DBZ. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a pretty solid list, man. And but is and he yeah. than Goku? No, no, he's better than Goku. Is he's he's not better than Goku. Yeah, he's better he's, than Goku, man. I mean, have you read a, Have you read the latest chapter in the he's manga? Not, he's not. I've I've seen it. He's not. You've seen it. He got destroyed, man. I've seen it. Goku got but, destroyed. But, but Goku will figure out to come back and be stronger than Vegeta, like he always fucking so, does. He. <laughs> <laughs> So he, the pitfall, I don't write this. I don't write the scripts, the stories. Well, I, I know, but it, it's a known Goku fact. Goku will come back. I mean, it's a honestly, known fact. Honestly, it's a known Goku, fact that Goku, that Goku is the most important character in Dragon Ball. Now, hands down, according hands down, that is the absolute truth. You know that. I know that. Vegeta may be the most fascinating, but Goku is the most important person in Dragon Ball. So here's the thing. <laughs> it's no it's no secret Kira Toriyama don't like Vegeta that's why you kind of see the torture that Vegeta goes through or whatever the case may be Goku is the main character he of, of the series so I, I get that now in the manga things have changed and shifted because with the ultra instinct ability that Goku has it's a defensive ability it's not really an yeah. offensive type this is true and Vegeta is more offensive than defensive, which caters to his play style or his fighting style. So at this point in Dragon Ball Z, I get it because there was no branching off of power levels. Even you were Super Saiyan 2, 3, 4, whatever. If you wasn't there, you're not strong enough. But with Super, they don't focus on, I got to get to that same level or same hairstyle as Goku to be stronger than him. They literally branched off. It's like we foreshadowed what was going to happen between Goku and Vegeta? That they are polar opposites, but they I mean, but they I mean, the same. E, I mean, e, you're, I mean, e, you're right. I mean, as as far as them being, you know, because they're both Saiyans. Yeah, you know, they're both they're both equal in 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 a lot of cases, but a lot of the the story, you know, held the energy in the room. All of that still runs through Goku. Without Goku being there, then what's Vegeta's purpose? I think the original thought process was Goku was going to stay dead and Gohan was going to take over after Cell. That, I think that was the original plan and then they went with Majin Buu and then obviously Super and the rest was history at that point. Now, if you really look at the tape, like as far as Goku is concerned, Goku body count is very low. He hasn't beaten someone lately by himself. That he had matter. to get help. It doesn't I, I, I get it. I'm not saying, but but initially, that was supposed to be Gohan's spot. That was the original thought, if, I, if, if I'm not mistaken. But with the new writers for the manga, you're not going to see... I don't think at no point, except for Ultra, <clears throat> excuse me, except for Ultra Instinct, 
that Vegeta fell fell behind because every all up all up until that point, up until that point, Vegeta and Goku were even. No one was really stronger than the other because both of them were like Super Saiyan Blue. Goku was using Kaioken plus uh Super Saiyan Blue, which actually short circuited his abilities because he, you know, for a few days he, he until he get a better control of it. Vegeta reached Super Saiyan Blue Evolution, which basically the same level as Kaioken. So they was like on the same playing field or whatever the case may be. But even with Majin Buu, Goku didn't do it alone. He had to, he had, Vegeta had to literally fight until Goku get all the energy that he needed or whatever the case may be. He didn't beat Cell. He didn't beat, he didn't kill Frieza. Hell, he didn't kill Raditz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't kill Nappa. Like, his body count is very low. But as far as the amount of dubs, Piccolo Vegeta got the highest amount of dub. And I'm still telling you, e, that doesn't matter. Yeah, he's the main character. He got it, to be it, the most it, important. It doesn't matter. You're just saying all that. You're saying all that just to big up Vegeta over Goku. I, I, I know what you're doing, but I'm still saying it doesn't matter. Everything still runs through Goku. That's just the way. From from what we've seen, you know, what I'm saying for what they've written, the stories that they've told, the writers or whoever, the creatives, everything still runs through Goku. Now, I would have been cool if Gohan would have taken over. And Goku was, you know, I mean, you know what? I, hey, I'm cool with that. But they went a different direction for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying, based off what we've seen, everything still runs through Goku. Goku is still the most important character in, in Dragon Ball. Now, will that change? Who knows? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I don't care how many more wins Vegeta has. E, I really don't care about that. Even though it's true, I don't care. Because my point is, it still runs through Goku. All of it. The whole thing. <laughs> the, it's, it's the, the whole I mean, thing. I, it, it has to, man. It, it, it got to. Because you know I mean, that. You know with, that. With, I know that. Goku may be the main lead, main character. I mean, that's true. But, you know, there's, there are other main characters. Vegeta's a main character. Piccolo is a main character. There are multiple main characters. What I'm saying is Goku's the most important character because everything runs through him. It all runs through him. Whatever side issues, you know, I mean, hell, even 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 with, you know, when Cell was going at Vegeta and Trunks, you know, during the Cell saga, you know, that was still its own separate thing away from Goku. But, you know, eh, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the energy wasn't, you know, Cell was still waiting for Goku to, to pop out, you know, out the bushes. <laughs> Cell wasn't concerned with Vegeta and Trunks. Not really. He still, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Dr. Jiro, his main thing was Goku. He wanted to beat Goku. The androids, they all wanted Goku. <laughs> yeah, because you know uh, Goku, they got to ask the ground with Goku. Goku you know destroyed the Red Ribbon Army back exactly. in Dragon Ball. Frieza wasn't concerned with Vegeta. Frieza's like, well, hell, I killed your dad. Vegeta, you want to jump up? Jump up. If you're feeling froggy, leap. Then here comes Goku. <laughs> he goes to, it, 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 you know, he comes back. Hey, I want to go to Earth. Goku, you know, Goku, whatever, whatever. But then Trunks comes. Trunks is here to see Goku. Like, <laughs> it all runs through Goku. All of it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I hear what you're saying, E, but Goku is still the most important character. Most important. That's facts. You know that. I know that. I think if Vegeta was out of the picture, <laughs> Goku would not be, he'd be a boring character. Possibly, I don't if, know if, if Vegeta wasn't in that picture. Because honestly, 
the best dialogue you got right now currently is between him and Vegeta. I mean, honestly, him and Vegeta are the strongest people on earth. Period. You know, either they calling him or they calling Vegeta. One of the two. They're the ones fighting. So, I mean, I think that's why I like Tournament of Power so much because of everybody showcasing their abilities. So for Yamcha. But, you know, everybody showcased their, you know, their abilities and what they can do. Um, it's kind of in a way, it's kind of like an even playing field. You get carried out of the ring. It's cool. So I do like that notion. Um, I did hear rumors that Piccolo is going to reach a new form in this new movie. I don't know. I'm not sure. It was about time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, this man meditates. He meditates. He trains. He split himself like to fight himself. <clears throat> That's why I like Piccolo so much. I think it's time for him to get back in the battlefield and do work. And I'm with that. And I'm with that. But yeah, Thanos Rick, man, it's been real. It's been a good show for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix, go ahead and read our magazine. I cannot wait for you guys to read it. If you haven't subscribed yet, it's only $5 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. Do not forget to follow us on Orange Phoenix Media as well as Orange Phoenix Tees. All right, there are going to be some new designs up, so I'm going to be posting that today as well. And if you want to join the Geek Corner, all you got to do is type in Orange Phoenix Geek Corner on Facebook and ask to join the group. Really, really fun group. We'll be announcing movie night with the Geek Corner as well. And Thanos Street, got anything else for the uh, listeners out there? Uh, nah, nah, not the moment. I am good. Man, it's, again, man, go ahead and watch your DC shows, man, because uh, there is a retro anime I will be putting in the October edition of Orange Phoenix Magazine. And I cannot wait. I'm going to watch all of it. It's like 49 episodes or so. Old school uh, nighttime stuff. Uh, old school 90s stuff. I said 19. 90s animation style. So, And it's kind of like set in medieval times. So that's all I'm going to say. It's set in medieval times? It's set in like medieval type of vibe. It's anime, huh? It is anime. Okay. I'll send you the picture. I'll send you the picture. Okay. I'll send, I'll send you the picture. So, listeners, that's uh, that's all. Be sure to tune in at 11 p.m. for you night owls out there because I will be streaming at 11 p.m. tonight. And uh, if not later, you know, stream for like an hour or two and then get on the road. So, till next time, y'all. Peace. Yeah.